Imagine God shows up in your room and he asks you to tell him whatever you want and he's going to give it to you. You know, kind of like make a wish. What do you need? What do you want? And I'll give it to you. I imagine a lot of us would say something like, man, I want a billion dollars or I want to live in a mansion or own an island or, you know, I want my dream car. We come up with some wild, crazy, illustrious thing, right? We'd all have probably varying opinions, but we'd all want something incredible. Well, in the Bible, there's a man by the name of Solomon who gets such an encounter. And yet what he asked for wasn't maybe what you and I would ask for, but I would argue is just as, if not more valuable than all those things. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to look at 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 7 through 12. In this uh, chapter, Solomon, who is the son of King David, has just been made king himself. And listen to what it says in verse 7. Now, O Lord my God, you have made me king instead of my father David, but I am like a little child who doesn't know his way around. And here I am in the midst of your own chosen people, a nation so great and numerous that they cannot be counted. Give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people well and know the difference between right and wrong. For who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased with that Solomon had asked for wisdom. So God replied, because you asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice and have not asked for a long life or wealth or the death of your enemies, I will give you what you asked for. I will give you a wise and understanding heart such as no one else has ever or will ever have. In incredible, right? Like here he asks for wisdom. And I think wisdom is like wishing for more wishes, right? It just... It has so many different avenues and it affects so many different places of your life. And I feel like wisdom is something that you and I need to be striving to attain. And so I want to, before I get into how to receive wisdom, I want to talk a little bit about what exactly that is. Uh, because there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. And sometimes we get the two things confused. Knowledge is knowing information. Right, We know a lot of information. You guys have been going to school since you were five and you've been gaining information. I, I just saw a post, uh, it had this really difficult math equation and the post said, uh, I missed my brain that used to know what this was. And then underneath it, it said, why did I even know how to do this? I, I don't use it ever again. No offense to my math people. But that's knowledge. It, it's, an un, it's an understanding of information. It's knowing information. Wisdom is knowing how to use that information. It's the application of that information. It's the combination of knowledge and understanding. And if you can tell the difference and gain wisdom, you'll be all the better for it. Because a lot of us settle for knowledge. A lot of us, you know, even those of you who you strive to get really good grades and to do really well in school, that's great. You might be the smartest in your class, but you can be the smartest and the dumbest at the same time if you don't have wisdom. Listen to this. Knowledge gets you into college. Wisdom helps you decide what's the right college for you. Knowledge knows the difference between left and right. Wisdom understands which direction am I supposed to go in. Knowledge is having Bible verses memorized. Wisdom is understanding how those Bible verses apply to your day-to-day -day life. Knowledge knows what should be done. Wisdom knows how to get it done. Knowledge can prepare you to lead. Wisdom will prepare others to follow you. 
knowledge is the engine that makes the car move, but wisdom is the steering wheel that makes sure you don't crash while you're moving. See, it's great to have knowledge, but you're really missing out on a huge component if you lack wisdom. And like I said, since you were five years old, you've been in school and you've been gaining knowledge and you've been building on that knowledge. And that's important. I mean, even Jesus Christ had knowledge, but I want you to notice he emphasized his growth and wisdom. The last thing Bible tells us about Jesus when he was a child, we hear about him at his birth and we hear about him when he's kind of a preteen. But from around 12, 13 years old till 30 years old, we don't hear anything about him except for one verse. Luke chapter 2 verse 52. And here's what it says. Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all people. He grew and wisdom. He spent 18 years learning to become wise. That's why out of all the things that Solomon could ask for, he asked for wisdom. And so how do we get wisdom? Well, Proverbs chapter 2, which is a book on wisdom. If you're, you know, side thing, if you're looking to grow in your wisdom, read the book of Proverbs. It says, for the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Okay, so it's important to understand that, uh, you can gain knowledge from books, but you can only gain wisdom from God. Okay. Yes, life experiences might help with that, but it's God who imparts wisdom. So let's see how we can gain this amazing ability. In James chapter one, I'm going to read verse five through eight. And, and I want to just break this down a little bit. It says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He'll not rebuke you for asking, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is is as unsettled as a wave of the sea and is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world and they are unstable in everything they do. There's three aspects of how he asks things that I want to break down here that I think you and I need to have an understanding of if we're going to gain wisdom. And the first thing is this. He says to ask boldly. You need to be able to ask boldly. I, I was thinking about this so often when we have events, especially pre-COVID, you know, breakaway and camps and conventions and even lock-ins and things like that. When we would have these events, we require your parents' permission slip. And sometimes we required finances to pay for that trip. And there was a lot of times when I would tell a student, Hey, do you want to go? Yeah, yeah, I want to go. Okay, cool. Why don't you just ask your mom and dad, you know, see if they can pay for it, see if they'll sign off on your form. And they'll have this kind of look on them like, ugh. And sometimes they'll even say it. I don't think my mom's going to let me. And what they're saying is, I'm going to make a decision before even asking her because I'm afraid to ask. I'm afraid they'll say no. I'm afraid I might get yelled at for even asking. I'm worried. like, And so they shut it down with me before they ever even ask them. And a lot of times God is willing to give you something. It's just our unwillingness to ask. We're not bold enough. We're not courageous enough to ask. I mean, worst case scenario is your parents say no, right? Worst case scenario is God's like, no, I'm not going to give you wisdom. But that's not how God operates. See, in 1 John chapter 5, Verse 14 through 15 says, and we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. There's a key in that. If it pleases God, he's willing to answer. Sometimes we ask God for things that don't please him. 
and we wonder why he doesn't give it to us. Right? Well, I, I really want this person to like me. Yeah, that's not a good relationship for you. I really want to be in that friend group. No, that friend group's going to pull you away from your relationship with me. See, if it doesn't please God, it's not going to answer. But giving you wisdom so that you can navigate your life better, so that you can do the things that God called you to do, that pleases God. And so God is more than willing to give you wisdom. You just have to be willing to be bold enough to ask. And it's kind of funny. Some people might say, well, why do I even have to ask if he wants to give it to me so bad? Well, pay attention because we're going to go into that a little bit. Uh, the second thing is you got to be willing to ask in faith. So it's not just the boldness to ask, but the faith, the belief that God will hear you and do it. You have to believe that God's going to give you wisdom. If you don't and God gives it to you, what ends up happening is you take all the credit. So if you never ask for it, but God just gives you wisdom, you're going to assume that wisdom comes from you. You're going to assume you're just this super intelligent, wise person who always has all the right answers and always has all the things to do. And that is a breeding ground for arrogance and pride. No, no. God requires for you to ask so that you will fully understand where this source of wisdom has come from. And so when you ask, you have to not only be bold, but you have to have faith that when you ask, God's going to answer you and God's going to give it to you. Listen, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 12, because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. You can't come boldly before God if you don't have faith and belief. If you don't believe that God loves you, if you don't believe that God is who he says he is, that God can do what he says he can do, then there's no power in prayer. You have to have faith. You have to be certain and sure and knowing God is going to answer me. It may not always be the answer that I want, but I absolutely know that he hears me and he's going to answer me. And so in faith, God, I ask you to give me wisdom to help me grow in my understanding and my application of all the things that I see. I know that God wants to answer that, but your faith in that has a big uh, amount to do with it. You have to be willing to not just be bold, but have faith when you ask. And also when you ask, make sure that you ask loyally. Again, if you're taking notes, that's the, the third part. You got to be willing to ask loyally. What, what does that mean? You can't ask God for wisdom and then put all your hope in another person that they're going to mentor you, that they're going to develop you, that they're going to train you, that your wisdom is going to come from these people. That can be people in your real life or even people virtually, right? You know, we take in a lot from the YouTube channels that we subscribe to, the TikTok videos that we watch. Sometimes they're not just entertainment. They're tidbits on how to live your life. And we're gaining their wisdom, and that's not real wisdom. And so a lot of times what God is saying is, listen, don't ask me for wisdom if you're going to then go to other people for their understanding. Because true wisdom can only come from me. True understanding of how to apply these things comes from me. And so God's like, listen, we, we can't have two teachers here. It's either me or it's them. And if it's going to be me, let it be all me. If you want to gain wisdom, gain it from me and me alone. Listen, God will bring people into your life that are going to help you along this journey. People like your parents, teachers, your small group leaders, your Excel leaders, people living in the church, people in your life. Even some of your friends are going to help you along this journey. But they are called to be helpers, not the source. Okay, They're a part of the process, but they're not the source of the process. And this is where we have to make sure we differentiate because a lot of times... 
we put our loyalties into our friend groups. We put our loyalties into our family. We put our loyalties into our teachers or even our church. And we think that because I subscribe to these organizations or because I'm a part of these units and, and because I have these relationships, that they are the ones that make me and they're the ones that give me that wisdom. And God is saying, no, 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 no. Your loyalty has to be in me. You have to trust me. You came to me boldly in faith. Now believe me and me alone in that. God is the one who imparts wisdom, so trust him. Listen, Psalm 62, verse 1 through 2 says, I am at rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I will never be shaken. Notice, it's, it's him alone. It can't be everybody else. It can't be Pastor Joey. It can't be your leaders. It can't just be your parents. Again, those are supplements. They're not your main source. Those are the extra things. Those are the things that help you. But it's not the source of what gives to you. That has to be God and God alone. People can help us along the way, but God helps us understand the difference. And his wisdom will help us differentiate between conflicting views because oftentimes we have to hear what people are saying and it sounds good. Sometimes people will say things, whether it's political, whether it's popular, whether it's just, you know, among conversation. And when you're hearing it, you go, you know what? That makes sense. That sounds good. But God's wisdom is the one that's going to be able to help you see beyond what they're saying and what's true. Because anything can sound good. I've convinced a lot of people to do a lot of dumb things just because I thought it was funny. People can convince you and can make you assume that they're wise, maybe because they have degrees or they're older or they've been through a lot of stuff and you just think, well, this person knows what they're talking about. There's been a number of times where I've gone to speak to people that I respected and that I liked and, and I'm like, oh, I wanna gain some stuff. And as I'm talking to them, the Holy Spirit quickens me and it's like, yeah, no, they have no idea what they're talking about, that's not true. And again, it's not that I know better than them, it's that I'm, I'm not relying on them. I'm relying on the Holy Spirit to speak to me and to give me the wisdom to understand that that's not God. In the world that might sound right and in the world that might make sense, but in God's kingdom, that doesn't. And I don't want to live according to the world. I want to live according to God. And so wisdom is going to help you differentiate if you are loyal to God in that. If you say, if I got to choose between what you're saying and what God's word says, I choose God's word every day. I was thinking about this. Um, around my junior year, I had a great hunger for wisdom. Uh, I really started to sense that God had a purpose and a calling in my life. Uh, you know, I'd grown up in church, but I wasn't, you know, really taking it seriously what I felt God had called me to do. And around my junior year, I really started to, you know, preach the gospel. Uh, I would take pastor's notes and, and preach it at school. And I would try to convince my friends of what God, who God is and, and who Jesus is. And, you know, I didn't wait to bring him to church. I'd ask him right there, hey, do you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? I remember literally standing on top of a table at McDonald's preaching the gospel to a group of my friends. I was all in. And the magnitude of what God was doing and the impact that God was making. I mean, my friends were getting saved. My friends were starting to come to church. It was, it was really amazing. But I started to really feel the weight of that. And I realized, God, I need wisdom in order to navigate these questions that they're asking me. I need wisdom to know how to lead them right and, and lead them correctly. I need wisdom if I'm ever going to become what I feel like you're calling me to be, which at the time was a pastor. 
I was scared because I understood I, I'm not enough. I need you and I need the gifts that you're willing to give me to do the work that you've called me to do. And so I began to pray and I began to ask God for wisdom. I, I just started devouring the book of Proverbs. Everywhere I was, I was reading Proverbs. Uh, it, it, it birthed in me a great love of quotes. I love quotes. And so I just began to, to dive into it over and over again. But here's what I began to also understand. And one of the greatest lessons I learned in wisdom is that God can and will give you wisdom if you ask, but you still have a responsibility to apply that wisdom. Let's go back to Solomon for a moment. In 1 Kings chapter 3, this is right after what we read about Solomon. Verse 11 through 14 says this. So God replied, because you have asked for wisdom and governing my people with justice and have not asked for a long life or wealth or death of your enemies, I will give you what you ask for. I will give you a wise and understanding heart such as no one else has had or ever will have. And I will also give you what you did not ask for, riches and fame. No other king in all the world will be compared to you for the rest of your life. And if you follow me, listen to that. And if you follow me and obey my decrees and my commands, as your father David did, I will give you a long life. Because Solomon asked for wisdom, he received it. But if you follow Solomon's story all the way towards the end of it, you'll realize he failed in following God. Remember, it says, if you follow me, if you do that, that's contingent. God gave him wisdom. God gave him riches. God gave him fame. Solomon had any, everything you could ever ask for. He's actually considered historically one of the richest human beings to have ever lived. He had it all. But in all his wisdom, he failed to use it. He failed to honor God. He failed to listen to God. He started breaking commandments. He actually started worshiping false idols and he let his heart be pulled astray. His loyalty that he once had when asking for wisdom drifted into loyalty to other things. He didn't apply the very gift that he was given, not in the way that he should have. Here's what I've come to understand. Wisdom is useless if you don't use it. A driver's license is pointless if you don't ever have a car to drive. A $100 gift card is worthless if you never cash it in. And wisdom is wasted if it's not applied to your life. You have to be willing to apply the wisdom that God gives you. It's not enough to just know what you should do. You need to do it. It's not enough to just understand what God is saying. You need to apply it to your life. I want to pray that God will not only give you wisdom, and when you receive that wisdom, that you would put it into practice. Some of you, God has already imparted you a certain level of wisdom. But you just got to get better at using it, at putting it into practice, at making sure that you follow what God is speaking to you. Let me give you one more verse, and then I'll close out in prayer. In the book of Proverbs, as I mentioned one of the great books of wisdom. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13 through 18. says, Joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. For wisdom is more profitable than silver, and her wages are better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. She offers you long life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left. She will guide you down delightful paths. All her ways are satisfying. Wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her. 
Happy are those who hold her tightly. Let me just read that last sentence because again, it sums up what I'm trying to help you understand. Wisdom, it's a tree of life, but to who? To those who embrace her, happy are those who hold her tightly. Again, it's not enough that you have it. You have to be willing to apply it. You have to hold on to it. You have to make sure that once you gain wisdom, you use wisdom. I believe if you can take time now, and I want to challenge you, take some time. Ask the Lord to give you wisdom. It might be wisdom in a specific area. It might be wisdom in general. Ask God to give you wisdom. Be bold about your request. Have faith that he's going to be willing to give it to you. Keep your loyalties only to him and trusting in him alone. And then apply the wisdom that he gives you. Because without that last part, you own the greatest riches, but you have it buried and you can't use it. Use what God has given you, the wisdom he's given you and the wisdom he wants to give you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I just pray right now for those who are listening. Lord, you know the desires of their heart. You know those who yearn for wisdom. And God, I pray, grant them that wisdom. Lord, the wisdom that applies to so many aspects of their life, that are applied to their education, apply to their workplace, apply to their future, to their families. God, wisdom bleeds into every area of our lives. It's why it's more precious than silver and gold and rubies. Why it's more valuable than all the riches that Solomon had. Because wisdom applied is more valuable than anything we can imagine. So Lord, I pray. Impart in us this precious gift that you want us to have, that pleases for you to us to have. And Lord, help us to apply it in every aspect of our life. We thank you for this all, and we pray this all in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. God bless you. I love you. We'll see you soon.